Hi everyone, this is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Amber O'Hearn from our Lipedema and Keto Worldwide Summit that was held in 2019. Amber has been using a plant-free way of eating called carnivore for over 10 years ever since she found that removing plants from her diet allowed her to manage intractable depression and bipolar disorder. In this excerpt, we discuss nutrients found in plant-based versus animal-sourced diets and the potential problems with eating a plant-based diet. I think that one of the things that we've been coming up against is that women especially have been really tied to having a plant-based diet. They feel like this is going to be the most healthy thing. They believe that it'll promote weight loss. They think it's the best way to feed their families. And this is how we show our love is to feed our families good food. And so even when we help women to go to a low-carb or ketogenic diet, it's still very much plant-based And I think there's still this big concern that they're not going to get all these nutrients that they really need, these specifically micronutrients. And can you talk about how we still can get pretty much every micronutrient we need from animal-based sources? Yeah, it's really kind of sad and ironic because women, especially reproductive age women, I think they need more nutrition or more consistent nutrition because they're always preparing to make another human life. And not only that, but they lose nutrition monthly, especially iron and other things that red meat is a really good source of. So you're right, though. Often, if you look up, for example, if you did a Google image search for micronutrients, the most common thing you're going to see for pages and pages are pictures of plants. And My only speculation of how this bizarre situation came to be is that plants have almost no other redeeming feature. So they do have some nutrients. And so if you wanted people to eat more plants, you would say, oh, eat them because they're full of nutrients. But that sets up the kind of expectation that you're implying that meat doesn't have those. So we think of meat as being a source of protein and a source of fat, but not of nutrients when That's actually not the case at all. So if you name almost any micronutrient, any essential nutrient that we need in order to grow and function, you can find that in animal-sourced food. And not only that, but almost all of them are more bioavailable. That is, if you eat it from an animal-sourced food, it'll be easier for you to get those nutrients out. So plants... Well, nobody wants to be eaten. The animals don't want to be eaten either. But animals typically have the strategy of running away from the predators. Uh, plants can't do that. And so the, the long, eons-long strategy of plants is to use, uh, well, there are some physical things like thorns that they can use, but mainly they're full of chemicals that prevent predators from being able to use them as nutrition. So they have things that are just as simple as make this harder to digest so it's not worth your time, or two things that are much more aggressive, like if you're as small as an insect, we've got 
natural pesticides that are going to kill you if you try to eat us. So all of those things make plants just a much more difficult biochemically to get nutrition out of. Plants have always had this biochemical warfare going on with other herbivores. We've evolved with each other. Even long before humans were on the scene, there were there were insects and small herbivores and then later larger herbivores that were eating the plants. And so plants, any plant that couldn't protect itself from being eaten is not going to survive to the next generation. So the most protective elements are going to be in things like seeds, but then the rest of the body, like the leaves and the roots, are going to be protected too. So to be fair, herbivores have also developed the ability to detoxify. However, as this is evolving, you'll notice that even humans, I would say just as a rough ballpark figure, 99% of the plants, if you look out your window, how many of those plants can you eat? How many of those plants would you consider trying to eat and not worry that it would be toxic to you? Almost all of them are inedible to us. And the ones that we have found, the rare ones that are edible, are ones that we have selectively bred to try to get rid of as much of the toxicity as possible and turn into different varieties. So it shouldn't be that surprising that even the ones that we have bred to be the safest for us aren't going to be completely safe, especially if you've already got some compromise going on. Thank you, Amber. That was an incredible discussion. And I also want to remind everyone that if you would like to hear Amber speak, she is going to be presenting at our next virtual symposium to be held in April 29 to 30 with a special post-symposium workshop on May 1st on the carnivore diet. Amber is going to be our keynote speaker. So please find to find out more about this virtual symposium and to register, you can go to learn.lipedema-simplified.org slash keto hyphen revolution hyphen 2022. And we'll have a link next to this flash briefing recording. So it'll be easy for you to go there. But I highly recommend that if you enjoyed this excerpt from Amber, she's going to be there as well as many others. I'd like to really give a big thank you to you, all of our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org 
and be sure to click the link to get more information and we'll see you there.